Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Well, we had been in a, we had had a non-denominational prayer group either in our home or in the Life SD home at that one time. And uh, then when we lost our son in a car accident on June the 14th, 1980, we knew that we needed some more uh, help with uh, our younger son, Neil. He was 12 at the time and we needed some help because not everybody knows how to minister to you and uh, how to help you. And so what brought us to Tree was a group that I uh, had gotten together with uh, Cockshells and uh, the, Mullins. the Mullins. And then they asked us if we would like to be a part of their group. In that, they invited Pastor Don Sr., to come down and uh, speak to us with maybe the idea of being our minister, and uh, he did. Pastor Don Sr. came and, and ministered to our prayer group, he and Karen and the kids, and the kids were all small, you know, Don Ray was 12 years old, and something like 13, and that's when we met them, when they came there at, to that prayer group. That's, that's what, what, did you, what was the impression? Did well, you guys we, know the very first day, like, yeah? Uh -huh. Well, think, we were impressed I, because of what he had to say and, and the way he presented and everything. And, you know, we knew this was a, a good man and a good thing, and, and he had a good word to say. Because we were in a home at that time, and we were busting out the seams already. So then we moved from there to Holiday Inn. And then uh, we were busted out of the seams there too, really. And then we moved to Carl Schertz School. That's where my husband was a principal. No, we just sort of ended up there. We, I don't think anybody approached us about it. We just did it. I had permission to do that as long as we took care of everything. And, and uh, we just started meeting there. And of course, it wasn't air conditioned, so it was hot. And of course, we were there until we uh, rented a what we call the yellow bumblebee, bumblebee motorcycle <laughs> shop. It was actually a... Across, across from the Adobe. It's across yeah, from the next Adobe. To the, next to Dairy Queen, right? Yes, yes and we yes. met there then, and we cleaned that up, and air conditioned it, and fixed it all up, and we met there then for a period of time. I don't even remember how long. And then from there, we moved to the facility on the loop up there, and... Everybody that came there was, was seeking, I think, and looking for a place, and so they were happy to be a part of it, just like we were. And we were involved in a little bit of everything. I mean, uh, Helen would probably be the one that would take you and your babies down to the nursery and show where, show where to go. We just were involved. I, every time the door opened, we were there because we had services at Sunday night, and we had and Wednesday, and of course, and as I said- Two on Sunday. And I probably started uh, the greeting. Our, we did, you know, I mean, I was one of, known as the hugger, still am. You just were involved. In fact, there's a picture up there of the women that, uh, on our wall, of all those women that were active at that time. We saw work that needed to be done, and we just did it. We did a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. When you saw something that needed to be done, you just did it. 
or if you saw uh, someone that was gifted in a certain area, you might just approach them and say, would you like to be a part of this? Some of them would just jump at the chance. I mean, you have people that are gifted. You just have to sometimes let them know that we need you and uh, let them be a part of something. The younger people, those are involved in all the different things. They're excited because they are part, really a part of it. We're sort of sitting on the sideline watching now because, well, physically we're not able to do a lot of things, so we just take care of our own selves. I still can hug, though, and, and, and I'll tell the little ones. I said, at least come touch me first, don't tackle me. <laughs> and then I'll hug you. Yeah, you can still hug, right? Yeah. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's show the Don up some love and honor. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. <clears throat> you can be seated give honor what honor is due. We're so thankful for the Don's faithfulness. In fact, they are, as you heard the story, part of a group before the Duncans ever came on the scene. And their prayers and the prayers of others uh, were what kind of set things in motion as God had uh, put the timing in place. And so, you know, we celebrate the faithfulness of God, but we celebrate the faithfulness of godly men and women. Amen? That's how it all works. And so, you know, God puts people together, brings them together for something greater than ourselves. Uh, I love that story. Thank you, Don, so much for so many wonderful years of service. I just wanna, uh, two comments uh, from their video. Number one, I want you to know that you're not on the sidelines, you're still right out in front leading by example. You are, your life speaks to all of us. Your faithfulness, you're still here every time the door is open, you're still serving in so many capacities and thank you so much. The other thing is, I just want everybody, everybody, everybody to know that Mr. and Mrs. Donop are the only ones allowed to call me Don Ray. That's, that's all, that's okay. If you do, you're gonna get kicked out. That's it, uh, just the Donups. So, love the Donups, remember that first service, my brother, my sister, her and her husband passed her church in South Austin, walking in the doors, front door of a house, and uh, we thought, really, you drug us all the way down here, mom and dad, for this? I mean, to be honest with you, who knew at that moment in time, I don't think they even knew, who, how could you, what God would do, but God is just looking for someone to take a step of faith, amen? He's looking for someone to trust him greater than their own natural abilities and what they see. And Ms. Donna, between services, pointed out to me, every time this church over 35 years has needed to do something that God has put in our hearts, it's always required a step of faith. Every building, we didn't necessarily have the money to get into, but that step of faith God was waiting for, and he came and worked and, and, and all of us and, and made it happen through that. But it does happen through faithful men and women, and so I wanna just uh, take a moment, some family business this morning. Uh, Mr. Donup has served on the Board of Trustees at Tree of Life almost from its inception. In fact, our records aren't, weren't really the greatest kept back 35 years ago, so it's a little unclear if it was 33 or 34 years, but uh, Mr. Donup served faithfully as a trustee of Tree of Life Church for 30 plus years, and so this morning we're gonna honor that. He has stepped down, uh, uh, retired from the board uh, recently in January, and as I said, not stepping down from ministry, his life still speaks. We're so thankful for all his wisdom, his insight, over so many years, and you've seen so many changes. You've been on the inside of so many changes for three and a half decades. And so I'd like to invite the Donups up front this morning. If you would come and stand before your family here. 
We want to present Mr. Donup with a plaque, of my wife, if you'll bring those, of service, expressing uh, a small token, expressing our gratitude and appreciation to Carlton Donup. It says, presented to Carlton Donup in recognition and gratitude of over... We love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Donup will get a hug from you later. You are the hugger. <laughs> Over 30 years of dedicated service as a Tree of Life trustee, it's very special to us that they would believe in our family, our mom and dad. And they've served faithfully, dad, mom, and now me. And I'm so humbled by that. Um, and I, no matter how many times you ask me, I will always call you Mr. Donup. And um, as respect, but thank you for your service so many years for all of us. And also we have another token of our appreciation for you. Oh. I always open them up for people and I get in trouble. It's like, let, <laughs> just like, let them open it. Let them open it. Let's don't I'll up. hold it and you can open okay, it. Okay, I'll hold this and and we'll get that out of there. It is really packed in there, isn't it, with paper? Shall we throw this out? <laughs> so there you go. You have that? Let you hold that. So you will always have that at home. A tree of life is an expression of our gratitude and appreciation. Yeah, Neil, help your mom and dad, please. Come on, man. All right, let's show them some more love, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love you. Love you. You're special. Love you, too. Just remember that. Thank you, guys. Mrs. Donup has never missed a birthday, a holiday. I don't know how she remembers the birthdays. And she, in fact, this morning she said, you had a daughter that just had a birthday Friday. I'm like, how'd you know? And, uh, and she's really never missed my peanut brittle every Christmas. So recently, we're gonna have to work on that. You're gonna think, okay. Uh, <clears throat> But you know what, that's church. I don't know if you realize, church isn't just a building. Church isn't just a name. Isn't it a place where people just go and fulfill some religious obligation or some religious duty or help alleviate themselves from some guilt from the week or night or year before? It's family, and, and that's how God works. And so we celebrate a faithful God, but we celebrate a faithful family. This is the anniversary of faithful men and women that God has brought together to do something greater than ourselves. And it's amazing how God can take people, just regular people from all walks of life and do something great. It's because he's a great God. And he's just looking for people that will trust him with everything and will be willing to take that step of faith. But I wanna honor some other people here this morning. Um, Obviously the church was established as my parents came down and established a church, first service August 2nd, 1981. So I'd like to show some love and anniversary special warmth to my mom. Uh, founding uh, pastor of Tree of Life. Mom, would you just stand, please? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Mom. I appreciate you can be seated. I appreciate and I appreciate my uh, stepdad, Rick, He's been a great man in our lives, a great mentor, uh, very kind and generous. We're, we're, as a family, are so thankful for you, God putting you in our lives as well. So thank you for all that you do very much. 
I want, if you give me just another moment, I want to recognize, just because we were here from the beginning, uh, my brother, my sister and I, but especially my brother and I, we were in eighth grade and 10th grade, and we didn't want anything to do with moving to Texas. It's hot. I mean, it's hot. And we were moving in August. It's crazy. You moved us in August. And so we were moving down. It was so hot. We went kicking and screaming. We made it so difficult for our parents, uh, Jeff especially. And uh, it, was just, it was terrible. And... Um, but I was rooting for my parents to do extremely well, but he was just like, this is just crazy. And um, so we just, we're so thankful. And can, I, can we make a comment to parents for a minute? Stay on course with God, what God has no matter what your kids say. Be obedient to God. Your kids, your children do not determine the course of life for you. And you're the parent. And so who would have known 35 years later, all that God would have done because of their faithful obedience, even with two sons, Amy and I was just Amy, she was the, the, the favored one, the special one of the family. <laughs> Amy could do no wrong. Uh, so, and so, you know, but we, we really probably gave them a hard time, I'm sure, but I'm, I'm so appreciative of my parents' faithfulness, no matter what our emotions or feelings were. Great lesson for everybody. So I just want to acknowledge my brother and his family are here from Leon, Guanajuato, Mexico, Jeff Silva McKenzie. Can you stand up too? <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. And so, as you know, many of you know, the pastor Audible de Vida so launched out almost six years ago. Uh, six years ago, moving to Mexico, but launched a church a little after that. So, a sister church there doing a great job. I'm so thankful for my parents' obedience to Jeff's pastoring in Mexico. I have the honor of pastoring here. My sister and her husband pastor in South Austin. So, my dad left a great legacy to three kids that didn't want anything to do with being in church, anything. We weren't hardly even going to church before we went to Bible school and then came here. <clears throat> and look what God will do. Again, a great testimony of the faithfulness of God. And also, if you'll just give me another moment, I want to recognize another family that is part of Audible de Vida. We appreciate their sacrifice, their service for the work in Mexico. They've become good friends with us, and they came up for the anniversary service as well to spend time here. So let's give our family in Mexico, the Mojica family, a great welcome. Would you guys stand up, please? <laughs> awesome. You know what's so wonderful is that, that God's doing the same thing there. He's bringing faithful men and women and people that will serve and trust God and step out in faith. And so it's great. Yesterday I was giving Ojulio the tour um, of the campus and we're just walking around, looking around, talking about history. And all he would say was, God is so good. God is so faithful. God is so powerful. That's all he would say. He would look at another room, another part of the campus. He's like, God can do anything. God can do anything. And I love that fresh eyes that he had. I love that fresh heart. And I just loved hearing out of his mouth just that thing about reminding all of us that without God, we can do nothing. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. I love that. So... It was really great to hear their heart as, they, as he was walking around, and it really encouraged me. Help, re help me remember how we got to where we got, and it's because of God's faithfulness, but faithful men and women that dare to dream big dreams, dare to pray big prayers, be believe to give big gifts, and serve, and, and reach and touch the lives of other people, and that's what makes it all work. Uh, you know, speaking of being at Audible de Vida, when I was down uh, July 10th with the team and on, we stayed a little bit longer, but I had a chance to, to speak, to preach on the Sunday morning uh, <clears throat> in Mexico at Audible de Vida, but I didn't know that the night before, my brother and my mother were scheming, and my brother asked my mom for some pictures of us when we were kids, and so when he got up to introduce me, he thought it would be great to put them on the screen, 
and show everybody and have a good laugh and stuff like that. And I, I told him, I said, you're going to be at my place soon. <laughs> and so uh, I just want to show a picture or two. And uh, so here's the first one. And I just want you to see uh, this one. This is not long after. Why are you laughing? Why? This is a real sentimental, special moment here. Uh, we, not long after we moved here, uh, w- there was a wedding that my brother was an usher in. And then can I just say, if you look closely, I am rocking a three-piece suit. I got the vest on. I got it going on there. And yes, that is a bowl haircut that I am just making style. That's it. That's, that's me. I don't know why my mom, she must have been mad at me. And, um, but what's the up with my sister and the little house on the prairie thing going on? What's that? All that. But my brother, you know, growing up as kids, my brother was always concerned about how he looked. He, he, he took the longest in the bathroom, you know, getting ready. And it's like, really? And just really meticulous about his hair. He's got feathered back right there and stuff and had his hair going on. He's always been that way. In fact, my brother was a trendsetter. Honestly, he really, truly was. And so I had this picture I wanted to show just to prove my point. This here, my brother here on the right. Uh, a man before his time. Who would have thought to put two completely different plaids together? Who would have thought? Amazing, just amazing. So there, it'll be probably a year before I get down there again, Jeff, so just, all right, take it down, come on, that's way too long, guys, take that down, it's up there. So I I just, I think it was just to have a moment there for us to just, this is family. And that's what church is, it's, it's family. It's, we're not joining an organization, we're, we're, we're brought together by God to be a part of a family. And here's what God says in his word, he sets families in. He has a, a purpose and an intent when he puts families and brings them to the place. Do you realize that the church that you attend, wherever that may be, is a spiritual decision, not a natural decision? It's not based on preference or style or lighting. or it's not, it's not based on that. It's based on an inward leading where God says, I want to bring you and your gifts and your abilities and your weaknesses and your insecurities with this group of people. I want to knit your heart together. I want to make you a family to accomplish my will here on the earth. And that's what we celebrate. Speaking of anniversary and celebrating, um, you know, thinking about what to say today, and uh, I, was, I looked at the word anniversary. You know, we kind of know what anniversary is, and we, we associate it mostly with, like, weddings, and my wife and I, we celebrated 19 <clears throat> years in uh, April, but I was thinking about that, and I looked up the word anniversary in the dictionary to find out the meanings. There's several definitions, and one of them is, the first one, in fact, listed was recognition of establishment of an institution. And I thought, well, okay, that fits today. We're recognizing that God established a tree of life. When you saw the stuff, tree of life fellowship. I mean, remember, how many were going to when it was called tree of life fellowship, right? Tree of life fellowship incorporated. But still, I get mail and stuff that says tree of life fellowship church incorporated. And so when that was established, that first service, the doors were open we're not just celebrating the opening of the doors of an institution. I just didn't think that that fit today. Oh, it did in one sense. But, in, but I was thinking as I was reading the other definitions, the next definition I came to was this. It said recognition of the date a couple was married. Recognition of the date. And, and my immediate thought was, no, let's go back to the institution. But I just didn't fit who I believe we are and who God's created us to be. And so I got to think about the, the marriage anniversary and I, and I got to be fi- the, thinking about what does that look like when you celebrate? And I, like I said, my wife and I just celebrated 19 years. And listen, we've had good years and bad years. We've had years, we, we thought this is it. This is the last year. And we've had years and we've got there and thought, I can't make another year. 
And then maybe you felt that way. Maybe you've come in, in, in your life, in your marriage, and you thought that this is over, it's not what I expected. How can God take two totally different people, totally different backgrounds, opinions, ideas, upbringings, and here's how he does in a marriage. He brings two totally different people with different strengths, giftings, abilities, weaknesses, experiences, and he brings them together and he knits them together what he calls a covenant, a commitment, and he does that with him saying, I will always keep my end, and he does it with the people, a covenant together that we now become one and we serve one another. We look out for each other's good. We believe the best in all situations. We take care of each other when we're hurting, when we're sick, when we're mad. Our opinion's not first, yours matters more. And and I thought that's exactly what we're celebrating today. And we're celebrating the fact that God has taken numerous and multitudes of people over 35 years of different backgrounds, different ideas, different opinions, different preferences, different wants, different desires. Sometimes they agree with things, sometimes they don't. They come with different stations in life, different levels of income. They, they come from different backgrounds and different colors and God has brought them together and he's putting us together and we're making a commitment. We've made a covenant with God saying, we're gonna trust you God for everything and God says, trust me, I'll take care of my partner. And then we're looking at each other and God's saying, trust each other, work together. So I think that today we really celebrate more of a wedding than more of an opening of an institution. And only God can do that. Only God can bring people and make them one. So God always has to be the center. So we celebrate the faithfulness of God, but we celebrate the faithfulness of men and women that God has brought together to do something greater than themselves. You know, we're kicking off a series today, not just celebrating 35 years. In fact, the whole month you need to come, the whole month you're gonna hear things about our past and about our future. You're gonna hear things about our growth and where, where we've come today and where we're going. You're gonna hear things about the building. You're gonna, you're gonna hear things about project and about missions and things, but you're also gonna hear from the heart of the founder Because here's what I believe, we are 35 years away from that first service, but we are still doing the same thing God has asked us to do. See, God gives a vision, he gave a vision to a man, an obedient man, and God changes not, he doesn't change his mind, so the vision stays the same, but he gives different ways and ideas on how to fulfill the vision, because you get different leaders, and you got different decades, and you got different cultural changes, and listen, the world's changing faster than ever before, and we definitely today need to be a church reminded of the vision in the heart of the church so we can stay on mission, because I've said this before, our goal here is not to be politically correct, PC, but biblically correct, BC, and God changes not. His word never changes. His word never changes. In fact, I love what the Donovs said, what really did it in their heart that this was the place was when they heard the word of God preached. Yeah, we, they like dad, we love dad, we love people, we don't always get along, don't always get, but the word of God is what this church is built on. The uncompromised word of God is what our lives need to be built on. And it's not dependent upon circumstances round about. The years can change, they can come and go, people can come and go, uh, uh, political leaders can come and go, Uh, culture can change, but the word of God stays the same, it changes not. It is the foundation of our life and the foundation of this church. So it's what we built on, it's what we will always be built on and we continue to go. And God brings people together to fulfill a mission. I don't want you just to hear from me and and the rest of the month also we'll hear uh, from our pastor, but I have a couple audio clips I want you to listen to. And so uh, open your heart up to hear from our founding pastor as he describes what God put in his heart 
for this church. Let's go ahead with the first one. In 1969, at the age of 22, I stood in a place called South Vietnam. I'd never commanded an infantry company before. I had 146 men that were standing before me. I'd been in country only a few hours. I had received my, uh, my, my direction and my mission and the company that I was to take over. And as I uh, took over the company on this fire base and they, they gathered all the men together and the old company commander was standing there, battalion commander who gave me my directives I was responsible to that had numerous companies under his command was there. And we had this real quick little ceremony and I was struck with, with a sense of awe and a sense of certainly fear, apprehension. I had many questions in own heart and mind about uh, whether I was able to provide quality leadership and then I had, uh, was, was torn with questions about these men who had been there for a while and, and uh, were, were, some of them were, were bloodied and some were, were certainly all dirty and smelly and whatnot and uh, wondering about their effectiveness, wondering about how, what their attitude was. Uh, were, were, they, were they working together? Because I'd had enough training and I'd had an experience the first tour in Vietnam as a platoon leader that I knew that unless everybody did their part, and did it well and was concerned as much about the guy on the right and left in the whole unit. We weren't going to accomplish a mission. There are going to be a lot of folks going to, going to lose their lives or get maimed or something was going to happen. And our mission was to confront the enemy. I'm not, I'm not trying to debate this morning whether Vietnam was good or bad. That's not the issue. I had my marching orders of obedient to my nation and so were those men, whether we liked it or not. And so we had an enemy that was pointed out and we had a mission and we were to confront that enemy to set what we thought the captives free. And that required us having a unit identification. We had to identify with that unit, D Company 5th to the 46th. We just couldn't stray off and do this and that and whatever we desired to do because it meant somebody's life. And it meant we could not fulfill what we were ordained or commissioned and trained and equipped to do. I love that. I love all that he was saying there. That was his heart being expressed from his experiences as God put a burden in him for Tree of Life to make sure that we are, understand we're coming together uh, under an identity, that, that who we are. We're no better, no worse than any other church. God's called us to be Tree of Life, and God calls people here to be a part of the family, not just to be attenders. Not just people that come and go. And here's why, because he takes all of us from our different skill sets and abilities to identify together as a tree of life church to fulfill our mission. And I love our mission, as he states, it's to confront the enemy. It's not to sit back, it's not to rest. Hey, we've been at it for 35 years, we're just gonna need to take a break now, let somebody else do it. It's no, we're here till Jesus comes. As long as there's one person that needs to be set free, then we are confronting the enemy together as a unit, as a company, as a family. And he said this, that we won't ever do it as effectively as we can if we're not all doing our part. We are here together because people, men and women, were willing to do their part, to identify with the group and to say, this is where I belong. And I love what he says. He goes, he's looking, standing in front of these men. Some were bloodied. Some of you come bloodied and hurt. And some of you come in dirty and smelly, to be honest, too. It's okay. It's just part of it. And attitudes, and he didn't know if they'd have the attitude, how effective can we be? But he said, but when we came together under that identity, each man looking out for the one on the right and the left and taking our marching orders to confront the enemy for the sake of those that are still captive and setting them free. 
I love that. That's still the heart of this church. We celebrate 35 years of people identifying as a company of believers at Tree of Life Church with our differences and opinions coming together, different abilities and inabilities coming together. And we celebrate the fact that we're willing to put our needs and wants and desires secondary to push forward and confront the enemy and to set the captives free. That's what we celebrate today. We celebrate that today. We celebrate you coming together today to fulfill the mission. We're not just here holding services. We're impacting lives. We're celebrating people doing their part. We're celebrating that God's brought us together, given us a family to belong to. And don't let the devil lie to you that you have no place to belong. Don't let the devil tell you that you're insignificant. Don't let the devil tell you that you do not matter. That is a lie to keep you from fulfilling your divine destiny because God has a place for you, a family to identify with because there's a mission greater than ourselves that needs everyone together to confront the enemy and set the captives free. I need you and you need me. And don't be content with just sitting and coming and sitting and coming. Do life together. You know what he said? He goes, it was about the man on the left and the man on the right. I don't know if you know the people on the left and right of you, but you need to get to know them. Why? Because they're your unit. They're your company that God has put you in to do life together. And I love that. That's what we're still doing. Our mission is to confront the enemy, not sit back. And it's the enemy of poverty. It's the enemy of sickness. It's the enemy of rejection. It's the enemy of hurt. It's the enemy of brokenness. We're confronting the enemy of bad marriages, of, of, of broken families, the enemy of loneliness, of insignificance, of hopelessness. It's the enemy that says you're not important and you do not matter. That is a lie. God has a group to identify for everyone. And everyone is important for the battle that we're in confronting the enemy. I love that. But it's not just about us as individuals and we come together and identify as a church. It's not just about Tree of Life Church, but understand we're part of a bigger whole as well. There's a lot to do in these end times and I want you to hear what he has to say about that with this next clip. When I was sent to Vietnam and I took command of, of that 146 men, it wasn't so that we could sit in a, defense, a defensive posture. It was so that we could go out and set the captives free, assault the adversary. But there was a time also where they would send the helicopters in and they would pick up our company and they would pick up many other thousands of men out of other companies and other battalions and other brigades and other divisions. And they had all these massive hundreds and thousands of helicopters with all these men on and together each company would fly into an area and would be expected to have a little piece of this overall operation of this big battle that was taking place, trying to win territory and to set people free. Amen? That was the intent. If my company had not worked and co-labored with the other companies, we would not have been as effective. Follow what I'm saying? Here's the sense as I stand before you that I have in my heart. God is saying there's a big action taking place. There's a big battle, a big confrontation. And I believe we're in the time and season according to the word of God where it is the end time and we're looking for the end time harvest and God is asking each local church now to rise up and be responsive to the Holy Spirit and to press against the adversary and be found doing the work of the ministry. That means you cannot do it unless you're willing to have a unit identification or an understanding that we are just not a fragment. We're together in this thing and we need to love one another, pray for one another, support one another, give into what God is calling us to do. 
If we're going to rise up and fulfill a commission and be the great church that the Lord has designed and ordained for us to be, or we can sit and we can be fragmented and limp along and we can do some good. As for me and my house, we're going to identify with the rest of you as the body, as it should be. Amen. As for me and my house, we're going to identify with you. And as for this house, we're going to identify with other churches. We've been doing that for 35 years. So it's not just about us because as we come together and we bring our individual gifts and abilities, we can accomplish more than we could our individual selves. But it's to be true in this world today as Tree of Life serves other churches and partners with other churches, we can impact this whole area in a greater measure. And Tree of Life has a history of serving and working together with other churches. That's who we are. It's who we've always been. That's who we'll be. And we celebrate that. In fact, just uh, this Thursday, I went to a funeral of a, just a precious young 19-year-old young man. His family used to be, uh, spend a lot of years here at Tree Alive, personal friends of our family. We were just heartbroken to hear that he lost his life. Thursday was the funeral at another church and, where they'd been attending. And so I went to the funeral and the pastor saw me, invited me back into his office and he said, hey, Don. Uh, and he was a good friend of my dad's. And so he said, hey, Don. He goes, man, I appreciate what you guys do over there. And I know everybody says this all the time, but we need to get together. And I'm like, yeah, just call and let's, let's, let's get together. He says, because I have something God's put on my heart for the community. I have something God's put on my heart for this area. And we'll never accomplish it alone. We have to work together. And I said, absolutely. That's the heart of tree life. It's always been the heart of tree life. And we're here for the greater good. Let's work together to win this community and the surrounding areas. Let's work together to confront the enemy and set the captives free in a greater capacity. We celebrate that. That's who we are. I love that. So many things, so many ways. I look at Kay Scott, who runs our Family Life Center, and if it wasn't for so many churches partnering with us, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So many other things partnering. That's the heart and spirit. We celebrate you as individuals coming together to identify as this church to fulfill a mission, but we also celebrate the part that we play. And if we're not doing our part in the end time harvest, then it's not as effective as it should be. And so we're gonna be found doing what God's called us to do as a church and as part of a group of churches to reach this world. But I love, I love that, I love the heart. It's always been the heart, it is who we are, it is our mission. I love the opportunities that you realize, I don't know if you realize this, but you realize that in an article came out not long ago that New Braunfels is the second fastest growing city in the United States of America. And everybody in New Braunfels said, no kidding. And do you realize an article came out a few months before that, that Hayes County, San Marcos area, is the fourth fastest growing county in the United States, and Comal County, this area, is the ninth fastest growing county in the United States. I'm talking United States of America. God put, strategically put, Tree of Life Church on one of the busiest stretches of highway in the state of Texas with 54 acres, with one of the biggest signs I think you can probably have on I-35, for us to do what he's called us to do so people can gather together to be identified as a unit, as a family, to take our marching orders and to go confront the enemy and set the captives free. We're in a very significant place. Very significant. So we ain't done yet by any stretch. In fact, we're just kind of getting going. We have 54 acres in a beautiful place and 35 years of experience. Come on, that's what I look at it. We got experience, 35 years. The best is ahead. We celebrate all that what God has done. I want to give you one more clip and the rest of the month in the series we'll play more. I'm going to give you one more clip and I want you to hear again the heart of our founder and really what this is all about, really why we're here, really what, our, what, what, our, what everything we do, everything we are 
really comes down to, I want you to hear from him in our last clip. discovering how to be that great church that will fulfill the vision that we have in this end time. Uh, we're talking about the measure of a great church. Number one, a church's greatness is not measured by its pastor or those in leadership. A church's greatness is not measured by its programs, however wonderful and spirit-inspired they may be. And we believe they're spirit-led and they serve a purpose. But the greatness of a church in the heart and mind of God is not measured by our programs. It is not measured by politics, either uh, a political system or government within the church, or by the politics we become involved in outside of the church. But that is not the measure of a local church. A church's greatness is not measured by its popularity, the size of the assembly that it has, or the acceptance by the community. A church's greatness is not measured by its polish or the image that it presents. A church's greatness is not measured by its prosperity or its wealth or the size of the buildings it has or the, or the beauty of the buildings or the number of the buildings or the number of land and grounds it has. Now we want to rise to God's measurement of what a church is, don't we? So a church's greatness is measured by its people. I'm not talking about numbers, I'm talking about people. You are the measure of a great church, you sitting in the pew. You're the very beginning of what constitutes a great church. If greatness does not rise up in your life and heart according to the measure that God has created in you and given you, then this church will not rise up in its greatness. And it will not be able to go forth in unity and fulfill what God has called us to fulfill. Amen. That's so true. That's it. You are the measure of a great church. You committing, coming together, identifying with a group, then getting your marching orders and together going out. You rising up in your giftings and your callings and your anointing and changing the world round about you. You coming together and dreaming dreams that are bigger than you, praying prayers that are bigger than you, and sacrificing things for the greater good. You are the measure of a great church. We celebrate you today as much as we celebrate anything else. We're not here for the preaching, although it's great, <laughs> we're not here for the pastor. <laughs> we're not here for this amazing property, these buildings and facilities. We're not here for the programs and they're wonderful. We're not here for the praise and worship and it's anointed. We are here for people. It is about people, people that are currently here and people that aren't here yet that have not heard the good news or have not found a life-giving church. You are the measure of a great church. 
You rising up in your place, you rising up in your marriages, rising up in your parentings become the, 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 the marriage, the parents that God always intended you to be. You rising up with your resources uh, to be a blessing. You rising up physically, you rising up emotionally, you rising up and the, the, the plans and purposes of God. That's why we exist for you and for those who haven't come yet. I wanted to share with you one scripture. I thank you for being patient, went over just a, a little bit, but Proverbs 11.30. Many of you may not know this, but this is really the founding scripture of Tree of Life. This is where the name Tree of Life comes from. We have a life scripture out on the wall. That was my dad's life scripture, uh, Proverbs 29.11, or Jeremiah 29.11. We're gonna look at Proverbs 11.30. But this one is where we get Tree of Life. Listen to it for a moment. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. That's where Tree of Life came from. That's where we got our name. But listen to what it says, the fruit of the righteous, the righteous, we are not righteous, we are not in right standing with God in and of ourselves, our own works, you cannot be based on your own works or merit, it's impossible, that's why Jesus came. So our righteousness is through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, so everyone who called upon the name of the Lord and their life was changed forever, you have a righteousness that is not your own, it is from Jesus, but it's yours now to have, so you're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. So it says the fruit of those who know and love Jesus Christ fruit is produced fruit is the result of something that means we have to be active we have to be doing something so people coming together as God brings them to this church as righteous people as we come and we reach the lost people and we get them into the kingdom of God the activities and things that we do together with our marching orders produces creates a tree of life think about that a tree of life. A tree of life is what? A tree of life is something that provides hope to people. A tree of life is something that provides restoration for people. A tree of life is something that provides uh, opportunities for growth and, 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 and development. A, a tree of life, you create an environment when you come together for the same common goal of our marching orders, when you come together as, as those that know and love Jesus Christ, you create environments that people can come and sit and get refreshed and get saved and get delivered and get set free. And the result, the scripture says, souls, souls. So what do we celebrate when we celebrate Tree of Life? We don't celebrate the name on a sign that's one of the biggest signs you can have on I-35. We don't celebrate 54 acres on 35. We don't celebrate a big kind of dome tent looking thing. We don't celebrate all the wonderful programs. We celebrate you, you are the tree of life. You, your lives coming together, we're the tree of life. That's who we are. That's what God has called us to be. We celebrate 35 years of you being a tree of life to a lost and hurting world. You, the people sitting in the seats, growing and taking the word and then applying it to their lives and to their marriage and everything they do. And we ain't seen nothing yet. We're just getting started. God's got so much for us, we're just getting started. But let's come together to identify, let's get connected one to another, let's come and use our gifts and callings and giving and praying and serving together and march forth and confront the enemy at every turn and at every corner, there is no place he can hide, there is no place he can run that we cannot go and seek him out and drive him out and see the captive set free because when we come together collectively, there is no devil in hell that can stop this church from moving forward and confronting the enemy. And I'm done. Happy anniversary, Tree of Life Church. 35 years.
God's good. God's faithful. God is a good and faithful God. Amen. He is a good. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Who would have thought? But all it takes is one person just daring to believe God to step out in faith. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.